0: Well, it's approximately day 60 of COVID and the quarantine. I'm glad you're quarantining with me. It's Kevin Stevenson, and you're listening to I Don't Care on Market Scale Radio. We've got uh, some interesting discussions today. It's going to be kind of uh, a free flow, fun day because, uh, you know, I've broken the mold today. Uh, I'm sorry, but I had to do it. Uh, I've got an Aggie on. You know, I know all of you have gotten used to all my Baylor Bear uh, guests uh, because that seems like the only friends I have, but I do have one of my very oldest friends, my high school best friend who, oddly enough, ended up marrying my wife's middle sister, so we're really related, so that makes it even stranger, Uh, but he's an Aggie, uh, so I guess I have to be nice to him and talk to him, Uh, and he's also a chiropractor, and so... um, We've got Dr. Dan Armstrong here today on "I Don't Care." Uh, Dan, say say hello to the, the, all the thousands of listeners for "I Don't Care."
1: Hello, everyone, and uh, Giga
0: Maggie's. Oh yeah, well, we're going to just go ahead and stop the podcast right there. Um, Dan's got a really interesting perspective because he is a okay. What do you do? I I don't know. Just tell, tell the audience what you do, it's, it's so much easier.
1: I'm, I'm an instructor, a professor at Parker University, the chiropractic college in Dallas, and I pretty much uh, teach the students how to adjust uh, utilizing one technique for chiropractic.
0: Ah, oh, okay, I didn't know what you did, I thought you just, you know, just showed <laughs> up and they wrote you a check. Um, so, <laughs> Parker had has had a really interesting take on the whole COVID situation because, uh, don't know, some of you may know, many of you may not, back in October, uh, Dallas had a huge uh, tornado come through, uh, basically bisected the center of Dallas County, going right through Dallas, and one of the first... Uh, first areas that were happened to be hit was Parker University. And so, uh, I remember uh, talking to Dan and seeing pictures on, on uh, the news about their campus was pretty well devastated. But uh, they've it, it was a great dry run, if you will, for uh, taking instruction offline and also dealing with their students in, in other ways. So, so, Dan, talk a little bit about, you know, let's start with the tornado. Uh you know the tornado happened on a, was it a, it was a Sunday night right Sunday, Sunday night, night. Yes. so so talk a little bit about what you know when you first found out about the campus being virtually destroyed for the most part and then some of the earlier aspects of what y'all did to to bring instruction back
1: Well the uh administration was uh on the ground excuse me on the ground pretty quick after the tornado had hit the uh campus to assess the situation and see physically what needs to be done with the facilities, and they got started on that pretty quick. Uh, As soon as that was done, of course, notice was sent out to all of the faculty that uh, this had happened. And for the immediate future, the campus was closed, anyone being on there because of the danger, of course, with um, all the debris uh, as a result of the tornado. Uh, Amazingly enough, Uh, A plan was formulated and uh, disseminated to the faculty and the students, and within a week we were back on campus. Uh, Cleanup had already begun, and um, we were seeing our students. But during that week that we were off, we had to um, quickly decide and figure out how we were going to handle classes with the students for everything that needed to be done. So at that time, we had the opportunity to um, start to work online with all of the classes and figure out what works best. And of course, that's an ever evolving situation, but uh, it gave us the opportunity to, um, I won't say call it a dry run because we were trying (laughs) to keep the students on pace to finish the trimester, which we did successfully, amazingly enough. See,
0: that's that's amazing to me. So, so okay, you said trimesters and, and folks may not be aware of kind of how students go through chiro- chiropractic college. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Oh, ours. Well, that depends on the chiropractic uh, university or college that you're uh, oh,
0: involved with. I thought that was fairly standard. Some
1: of them have a semester system. Wow. Some will have a trimester system at Parker. Uh, we have a three-year, three-and-a-third-years program. It's a 10-trimester system. Hmm. Okay. So we're in school all year long um, with a 15-week trimester and then typically a two-week uh, break oh, in between. Okay. So uh, th- we go continuously. <laughs> we keep going.
0: So, so how many hours do chiropractic students uh, have to earn at Parker to graduate? Uh, is it an hourly thing, or is it just like are they set classes per each semester or trimester or what?
1: As far as the the scheduling for the program, it's a set schedule of classes each and every trimester. Okay, uh, it could vary. Uh, right now, anywhere from twenty eight to thirty hours, if I remember correctly, oh, in wow. a semester or a trimester, I should say. Um, and last time I ever took a look, which was some years ago, the total number of hours that they have to complete and all their clinical sciences and basic mm-hmm. sciences and that kind of thing was somewhere in the neighborhood of
0: 4,500. Good grief. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously they've got classroom education, but then they have labs and practicums Practical experience. and yeah, yes. all that stuff. Absolutely. Because I know I've gone down there a few times and uh, been adjusted and, uh, you know, your students have done, have done a fine job yeah the one thing and I gotta ask this because this is a personal thing because it's probably my favorite part of your uh, of your campus is the massage therapy school back up and can I go back and get my uh can I get my massages that I was getting
1: as with every program on campus at the time, uh, massage school didn't miss a beat
0: oh good
1: they um they just moved into another building, we made room for them uh, to be able to do what they needed to do, and they were back up and going uh just as quickly as everybody else was so they're they're doing just fine
0: well i'm just gonna i'm gonna give it a little shout out if you guys are ever interested in a great massage at a pretty inexpensive price call the Park university uh massage therapy group they do a fine job and i've never had a bad massage there so okay so enough about me and my in uh, my massages and we'll <laughs> leave it at that uh so uh so the the tornado really uh brought y'all into that that crisis mode which is you know which was really good okay so let's go back to that, that week during your planning process before you got students back on campus were there discussions about going online
1: well we had started discussions uh about certain aspects of the classroom settings going online okay in order to um better use the facilities that we've got to try and make mm-hmm. it a little easier for scheduling that type of thing. Okay, And there were already uh, classes that had gone online, uh, at least in part. Hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, my particular class was slated to um, go hybrid, as it's called, where my lectures would be online, but my uh, labs would be in person because they need to yeah. be. <clears throat> um, that was supposed to happen in the fall. Oh, that's fine. Um, this just pushed everything forward yeah. by
0: a trimester. Well, and fortunately for your students, they don't have to see your face every day, so that's got to be a <laughs> that's got to be a real plus for them, and and your uh, your student satisfaction scores will go way up. I'm okay. just gonna I'm just gonna say <laughs> that I'll put the, that out there now.
1: Uh, the yeah, the student. <laughs> My students appreciate less time with me. sometimes. yeah,
0: you know, I got to tell you, it's it's kind of funny because obviously, you know, Danny and I have known each other for good lord forty five years, which is hard to believe. Oh my gosh, but uh, yeah, and it's been a struggle the entire time for him primarily, <laughs> uh, but. Um, you know I know him you know I know him as my best friend from high school which is you know he's a goofy dude uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you're welcome yeah I appreciate that but it's so funny because you know uh, in and around the community I mean Parker Parker University is the chiropractic college for most of the chiropractors in the Dallas Fort Worth area and really throughout Texas and so if you run into a chiropractor many of them you know most of them have graduated from Parker and so Everybody has had to go through Dan's class uh, at one one time or the other, so we'll start talking, and I'll say, "Oh, did you go to Parker?" Yes. Oh, so do you know Dr. Armstrong? And their faces just drop. It's like you know, I could have said Lucifer, and and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, it's <clears throat> it's it's pretty funny." And so so anyway, uh, getting to see him uh, or hear about him on a professional level is pretty fun.
1: Well. <clears throat> Now, remember, Kevin, uh, first part of my career at uh, Parker University was spent in the clinical system. Yeah. So a lot of the students that you run into or have run into are people that knew me in the clinical system. And I was a bit different.
0: Yeah. You've gotten a little bit more laid back in your old age. So, (laughs) yeah. And you're so much older than me. Um, All of what? Three months. months. Yeah. Right. Three, four months. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, back enough about our bromance. Uh, so, uh, so you were uh, talking a little bit about because you were telling me earlier that, that you were kind of, there was the, the transitions right before COVID. I think, um, uh, you know, all of the craziness of the tornado had sort of subsided. Uh, you know, you're, you're into January, February. So talk a little bit about that. You know, you're expecting kind of a normal trimester.
1: Well, the tri- <laughs> uh, close to, well, um, during the fall trimester when the tornado had struck the campus, uh, of course we had that time frame that we were off campus and had to start working online in some degree, and, um, uh, but we got back on campus luckily and we got caught up. We got everybody uh, through that trimester effectively just as they were supposed to finish. And things were starting to settle down because we had the break between semesters, and we started. You know, we were hearing about uh, the uh, coronavirus yeah. um, over in China and what was happening, and trying to keep it from coming this direction. But um, of course, as it will always do, it spread this direction. Yeah, um, and uh, ultimately resulted in discussions around campus as to, okay, how are we going to handle this? When should it happen if we have to um, mm-hmm. uh, get off campus? And, and when did these discussions start again? Oh, that was probably... Late I, January, I think, maybe? Yeah, uh, January, early February. Okay, okay. Um, but, you know, the school and the administration, I must give them kudos because they stay on top of uh, these events and things that are happening so that they uh, can have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And by the time that we reached this point in the trimester where the decision was made that uh, everybody, it was going to close down the physical campus for everybody's safety and move uh, classes online. I won't say it was a completely smooth transition from a personal standpoint, but it was one that everybody was aware of and was planning for and doing the things that they needed to do. Um, And, you know, the the good part of that is it seemed to be not a complete... Uh, a more smooth transition than what you would expect. Yeah. And uh, as a result of that, I think uh, it reflected well on the school Mm -hmm. and um, quite possibly... Um, had influenced some people to come to Parker that were sitting on the fence about where oh. they may go to school for chiropractic. Yeah, that's
0: great. Up. Because, uh, you know, you told me a lot about about the administration and their response to strategy and things like that. And it's, it's very impressive what, what, what they do there. So, you know, one of my earlier podcasts, I talked with a friend of mine who is uh, uh, a professor at California Baptist and School of Music, another discipline that's very hands-on. Uh, And Mm so, you know, you and I were talking about chiropractic, but I got to admit, you know, David Toledo, who was my guest uh, during that time, is a little bit more advanced technologically than you are, my Luddite friend. (laughs) So, uh, so how, what kind of personal challenges did you, have you had getting used to, as you said earlier, you were, you were transitioning towards a hybrid model, but kind of tell me a little bit about you personally, what you've been doing.
1: Well, um, I've... (laughs) I will say I'm technologically challenged.
0: Danny finally got rid of his flip phone a few years ago, but anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, that's true. I was forced into
0: that. That's right. That's right.
1: Go ahead. But um, no, it was, uh, you know, we all work on computers to some degree in our uh, personal and professional lives as it is anyway. That's just today's uh, world. But um, I hadn't worked with a class online uh to any significant degree Mm -hmm. until we started um, uh, having to uh, make changes when we uh, were about to close down the college Mm -hmm. and figure out how to get on uh, line and make things happen and have instruction Mm -hmm. that is effective for the students
0: well and and that's that was one thing that i was thinking about too because you know i've been an adjunct professor before and worked online and you know i gotta admit my classes were of course they were engaging from a content standpoint but it could have been a little bit more visually impactful for the students because i didn't utilize videos and all that and in what you do you've got to show you've got to demonstrate and then the students in turn have to demonstrate their proficiency right
1: that is correct um for my lab portion of the class um they have to I'm teaching them how to adjust a patient. Mm-hmm. so for them to learn this i'm going to, they're going to have to see me demonstrate yeah. what it looks like and how to make it happen. And I can put all the information in the world uh, online for them to look at right. and read through, right. but unless you see it, it's not going to make a lot of sense.
0: Okay, okay, so so when you're what kind of equipment are you using to to film your videos? Are you using a, uh, your your cell phone, or did they provide you with a camera, or what? This
1: the only thing that the school provided me with because I was having a little trouble with uh, the computer that I had at home is a laptop. Oh, okay, um, but quite frankly, I'm using equipment that all of us carry around with us every day. Yeah, I use my phone to video. Um, what i'm demonstrating and what the lesson will be for that week for Mm -hmm. the lab classes Um, i've got the information posted as well for them to follow through and read to see what's going on uh hopefully to make the connections there and at some point in time uh we do expect to be back on campus and at that time we will massage and rearrange Mm -hmm. the schedule in such a way that we'll be able to come back they will have all this groundwork laid and mm-hmm. seen this. And then we will be able to quickly uh, get them up to speed in person okay. uh, with what they're doing. And hopefully when we get back on campus, for my class, it would be just coming in and tweaking what we've gone over on videos yeah. and written information, that type of thing. You
0: know, I think there there's positives that come out of every, you know tough situation. I think COVID has really brought out a a lot of things for those of us, you know, those of us, quote unquote, essential workers. Uh, (laughs) And frankly, and I'm going to say right now, anybody that works is essential. Uh, And and so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, But as for me, I was going to, I I go in the hospital every day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can't do what I do remotely. Uh, And so and neither can you. Uh, Well, you actually have. But the cool thing about this is we're taking a look at how we've had to adjust things throughout COVID with doing, you know, more virtual meetings, more, you know, lots of things like that, you know, impacting, you know, how, how can we better improve the patient and in your case the student experience when there are a lot of limitations there so we're actually taking a number of our lessons learned and we're bringing that those back into you know just our our day-to-day operations you know as we've reopened over the last three to four weeks to elective surgeries and now we're pretty much back up to 100 percent uh with a lot of uh yeah, we're making sure obviously that that everybody's wearing a mask. Anybody that comes in for sure. a surgery or or a procedure is being COVID tested in advance. Um, you know, we're we're visibly showing uh, our patients that we are wiping things down and we're we're doing deep cleanings. So, you know, tell me a little bit about you know some of the processes that you all have adapted besides the the more virtual hybrid approach. What are some other things that y'all have done that you see being a long-term change for you?
1: Well, actually, the the long-term change more than anything else is really going to be Mm. in the um, the scheduling of how classes run. Now, there's been um, a lot of discussion. And, Mm. of course, what I think we're finding out right now for all of us is that we can do things in a different kind of way and um, that will directly impact how scheduling is made for classes and that type of thing Mm -hmm. in the future and I think more directly that's for the university setting I think that's more where it's going to take place Um, what can be done online will be done online and what has to be done in person will be done in person how that affects the university (laughs) is uh, a more effective and efficient use of facilities Mm -hmm. and personnel uh, all throughout the university so uh, those are the right now those are the changes that I see and there's numerous things that pop up uh, as far as that fit into that mold generally Mm -hmm. that are being discussed all ideas are being explored as to how to make the program more efficient. Mm -hmm. And with the lessons that we've learned right now and are continuing to learn because I learn every day something new on how to conduct a class or um, put a presentation out there that uh, might work a little bit better, those types of things. I mean, when I started this process, um, having something what... uh, a class that I am talking to, an entire class online, uh, I hadn't ever done. And that's that's been a unique experience for me because it's it's a little bit different, but um, it is also a little bit more efficient for faculty and student, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool. Okay. You know, I, I've talked a lot about telemedicine on the podcast, and, and <clears throat> in my head... I would imagine chiropractic, there's really nothing that's part of chiropractic that could be done uh, via telemedicine route. Am I right or wrong?
1: Well, from the perspective of advice as to how to handle uh, injuries and that type of thing. Of course you could talk okay. to somebody and uh we could give you some very basic information as to uh you know rest, ice, mm-hmm. compression, those types of things for the musculoskeletal types of conditions which we deal with on a daily basis. Um and we can make um and uh, give advice, uh, I should mm-hmm. say, on um ergonomics and that type okay. of thing, uh, from that perspective, yeah, we can talk to the patients and try to give you some things that you might be able to do on your own to help mm-hmm. yourself until we can get together. But the okay. actual chiropractic adjustment, yeah. of course, you know, can't be done that, and that's any I other figure. way.
0: That's that's what I figured. I was just trying to, to figure out if there was something that I was missing there. But certainly the educational piece... And, you know, and I think that, you know, that could, that could really enhance what you all do, too, sure. is, you know, providing more, you know, like an educational video or something like that. Sure. So, uh, okay. Uh, any, you know, something else that you told me, too, uh, going back to, to the tornado, uh, Parker was, was recognized by a number of folks for really their response, right?
1: Well, through, um the information that we've gotten as faculty, mm-hmm. it's it's been indicated to us that uh, comments have been made. I don't know by who, honestly, mm-hmm. okay. that was not disseminated, but um, that we had had uh, such a smooth transition, uh, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, to an online presence, not just for the tornado, yeah. but with COVID, um, and making sure that the students didn't miss a beat, See, making sure right. they got through the program in the time frame that mm-hmm. they were supposed to and still get all of the instruction that they needed to get. Yeah. Um, and that's what I said before, I think influenced some people to make a decision mm. to come to Parker. It seems like uh, because the incoming class that we had this trimester that just started a couple of weeks ago uh, was larger than expected.
0: Huh? That's great. Because I know so many, so many universities seem to decline in enrollment because of a wide variety of of reasons, you know the uncertainty of how that university is actually dealing with the the response, but so many other people frankly the money's drying up, and so yes, it's it good, yeah, and I know it's not cheap to go to chiropractic college, and so uh you yeah, know that I think that's a real that's the kudos to you guys for for really providing that proof to your prospective students that. We're going to be ready and you're still going to be getting that Absolutely. quality education. So, all right. So any any closing remarks or you want to go ahead and adjust me on air? That would be kind of <laughs> interesting for the listeners listening to me scream, but
1: uh, uh, anything? Well, the, ha, with that comment, I'd say <laughs> that the, the goal is not to have you scream. <laughs> but to get you
0: adjusted effectively, and well, uh, you know my pain threshold is <laughs> pretty pretty low, so I'm going to scream if I'm cutting my toenails. Uh, but, but anyway,
1: my any remarks that I would make, I would just um, honestly, as I would thank you for having me with you today to talk about this. I love talking about Parker University. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I've been faculty there for uh, quite some time. <laughs> yeah, um, and I. I would have to say that the administration, the support staff, the faculty, and the students have all greatly pulled together to make all of this happen, and I can't be more proud of a group of people than I am with, with
0: those folks. Wow. That, well, that's, that's going to be tough to follow, so <laughs> we need to shift it all back to me now. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, well, well Dan, thanks so much for coming. Uh, you know, I we're, we're cheating a little bit because as you you know, oftentimes my my guests are, you know, frankly all around the country dialing in. Well, Dan and his wife, my wife's middle sister happened to come down to spend the weekend, so we thought, well, let's make good use of the uh, studio here in beautiful downtown Waco adjacent McGregor. And uh, so we've done just that. So Dan, thanks again for being here. Uh, It's, it's really interesting having a conversation with you when I'm not uh, giving you a hard time. So I tried to, I tried to, Stop that as much as possible, but I don't think I was too successful.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the conversation.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure you have. All right, well, uh, listeners, uh, thanks, uh, thanks again for tuning in to I Don't Care with me, Kevin Stevenson on Marketscale.com. You know, you always hear this live on uh, on Marketscale Radio at 9:30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, on Friday mornings, and then soon thereafter, it's uh, put up on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure that you uh, make sure that you subscribe, and uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or just you know anything, uh, send me an email at I don't care at marketscale.com. So with that, it's Kevin Stevenson, and we are out for today.